The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to another episode of Trading Secrets and most importantly, happy 2023. Even just saying 2023 out loud, I'm like, wow. It's a lot of numbers. And to think Trading Secrets started in 2021, here we are. Now, as you look into your year, your 2023, I hope that you have massive goals, massive aspirations, that you have manifestation boards, that you're writing down what you want to accomplish, and that maybe you're breaking some of your habits that are required to get where you want to get. And I hope that this podcast brings something to you every week that allows you to get to those goals and be the places you want to be at an accelerated pace. So if you ever have feedback for us, please remember, give us five stars and let us know in the reviews what you're looking for or guests you want to see or topics we should cover. But what you should know in January is that we have one massive theme and the theme is build your wealth and better your health. And every episode will be aligned with that theme. Now, today we have an unbelievable guest. We have Corporate Natalie, part two. Last time she was on, she was a full-time nine-to-five worker doing content creation on the side. This time, she's now Forbes 30 under 30 in social media, and boy, has her life turned upside down. One thing I have to ask for you guys is you have made this podcast a dream come true. If you could please continue to subscribe and follow wherever you're listening to your podcast. We actually got analytics that only 24% of people actually subscribe and follow. All the analytics for the most part were 10 out of 10. That was one we have to improve. So please help us along with that. Remember to give us a five-star review, follow us on Instagram, and also the theme is build your wealth and better your health. And next month, we are going to have a live exclusive event, 75 people max, and there will be a small lot of amount for virtual attendance, but a live event with some of the best in the business that can help you build your wealth and better your health. So if you have interest in coming, make sure you email us, restart at jasontardic.com. That said, welcome to 2023. This episode's a wild one. There was one contingency to having a part two with Corporate Natalie, and that was that I allow her to put me in the hot seat. So at the end of this episode, she grills me with all the questions you might want to know that David didn't get to in the Jason Tells All 2022. But that said, let's ring in the bell with Corporate Natalie. Welcome back to another episode of Trading Secrets. All right, we're in January here. The theme of this podcast, better your health, build your wealth. That is every topic we're talking about. And today we are joined for the second time with one of the fastest growing social media superstars right now. Wow, superstars. You know I didn't write it when they put superstar, because <laughs> even if I thought it, I wouldn't say it. Corporate Natalie. Last year, we referred to you as corporate comic, but this time around, we can classify her as a superstar. Well done, Stephen, with this write-up. It has been almost a year since we last met with Natalie, but her life has certainly changed since then. Last year, E! featured her on the list of TikTok stars to follow in 2021. As of the last few weeks, she has officially been named to the Forbes 2023 30 Under 30 in the creator space. It's absolutely unbelievable accomplishment and a true testament to showing people everywhere how taking a risk on what you do can change your life 
in so many ways. So we're going to talk all things, but we're also going to give Corporate Natalie, the one and only, the chance to grill me with some questions at the end. That was her contingency for coming back on, that she could put me in the hot seat. So we are here. We're talking better your health, build your wealth, Corporate Natalie. Thank you for coming on part two. You are the first ever repeat person we've ever, I was almost just said repeat customer. (laughs) You are the first repeat customer we've ever had. Thanks for coming on. Wow, great intro. Thank yeah. you so much for that. That's a lot after. Um, I'll just replay that when we, we release this episode to make me feel a little better. Just pump your tires. Anytime yeah. you're having a bad day, you could just replay that. Totally. But think about how things have changed for you. Let's talk about that for a minute. Last time I had you on, you were considering leaving your job. Now this time, <laughs> you come in, you were at a Revolve event, you're Forbes 30 under 30. You asked my manager if we had glam here this morning. <laughs> she did that as a joke. But I mean, that's that's been a big change in a year. Yes, it's crazy. I think this world is very, there's so much opportunity and it's hard to say no, that I've been so excited and blessed to say yes to so many things and just keep kind of growing and learning and failing a few times and figuring it out along the way. But yeah, it's it's crazy how much it's changed. The glam comment also, I do want to trade a little secret here. How much do you think glam costs in uh LA by like a celebrity makeup artist. I think I already told you, but like, what would you ballpark? I would ballpark it at like 250 ish. How much did you pay? Yeah, I paid $500 for this. So let's zoom in. Let's get a hard cut zoom. It's ridiculous. And I know people are going to be like, oh my God, it's so, why'd you pay that? I don't know because I want to look good. I wasn't born pretty. Like, let's let's help <laughs> <Stop> it. Like, <laughs> I, that's an expense I'm willing to. But it's ridiculous that these these girls do this every weekend. Like actual famous influencers. Is there any way that you could like negotiate like a promotion? Like I'll tag you for the five hundred bucks and just call it a wash, or does that not work? Oh no, I mean she's like I I do like Miley Cyrus too. So why would I care about your tag? When you so. look when you look at like a, a makeup artist who's doing glam, can you go with someone who's like new and up and coming who doesn't do Miley Cyrus and get it for free? I don't know, maybe, but it won't, I, you know, I don't trust, you don't trust that many oh, people. Kids. It's crazy. Look at the, the before and after a year ago, 300,000 <laughs> followers on TikTok and Instagram, 10 million likes. Today, she's got glam, over 900,000 <laughs> followers on TikTok and Instagram, 22 million likes. The growth is crazy. Did you get a stylist for last night? No, I, I styled myself. Okay. Yeah. So, so you saved a couple bucks there. Saved a couple bucks. Talk to me about even just the, that, even the strategy of going to a Revolve event. Like what is the thought process in Corporate Natalie's head? Like as you're growing your career and everything, like what is, like stuff like that. Like seriously though, like yeah. I mean, like is it networking purposes? Is it, are you trying to change your brand a little bit? Is it, you're just like want to be fully immersed in all this to meet the right people? Like what's the angle there? Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting because corporate Natalie at that event, like I feel like a fish out of water. It's like an influencer cesspool. Like I don't know what I'm really doing there, what my purpose is, but I always go and I'm like, that was fun. That was cool to see. I think also with brand deals and stuff and moving into like, you've done a lot of rebranding into the financial space. And I was going to ask you the same thing, but like being a lifestyle sort of like almost influencer, I hate that word, but like people recognizing you and knowing you as Natalie and like you're, that opens up so many doors for like get ready with me and other content avenues and brand deals and things. So I think dipping your toes in the event space and going on a carpet, despite how embarrassing and scary it is, (laughs) is like important and good to do. I actually, so yeah, I agree with the, the business strategy behind that too, because if you're doing more lifestyle, then you could have potentially fashion deals. You could have like, Makeup deals, you mm-hmm. diversify the brands that are coming in. That makes a ton of sense. Do you, is there any like future business planning for like a corporate Natalie brand? 
Like, is there something that you want to do in one of these spaces where it's like your product, your business, you're blowing it up? I think so. So I did, I started a business with my roommate. So I do, I pair virtual assistants with influencers needing some like administrative help. So I do that. That's one company. And then I do a lot of advising for early stage companies. So my goal in five years would just, just to be an advisor and be behind the scenes and help with TikTok and Instagram strategies for companies trying to grow on social media. And so that's sort of where like my passion is. I like teaching and kind of leading and advising. I don't love being in front of the camera. I think I said this last time we met, but I would hope to grow sort of the business for it to be like a standalone thing without me in it. It's interesting because you're a corporate soldier. You then Mm -hmm. leave to be like your own entrepreneur. And now the goal is to actually use this entrepreneur content as a launch pad, like a trampoline to become like a CMO back into corporate. That's what you want to do. Totally. Whether it's, yeah, for my own company or something, I think it would be hard for me to go to like a tr- full nine to five, nine to five from now. doing this sort of balanced, like part time, kind of having my toe in each Got it. water. Yeah. I've talked a lot about when I left the nine to five and there's a whole process. <laughs> it was a lot. Um, it was good. It was bad. It was quite the chapter in my book, I guess. Last time we talked, you had a nine to five. Okay. You're having massive success in social media. I see the content you're putting out and I know how much time that takes. Are you still working full time? So I, I think it's very important to have some sort of foot in the corporate world. I now work more of a part-time thing. I do advising. I do consulting with companies. I have someone who gives me some tasks. So I have like a structured thing that I do, but I don't work a full-time job. I think it's like, I can't, you know, commit to, to doing these two things fully now, but I do have corporate things that I do. I have influencing things that I do. So yeah, it's it would be too much to do at all. I would actually die. So. <laughs> How many like between the contract and corporate stuff you're still doing, and then of course all the social media stuff? How many hours do you think you're working a week? I work less now. When I moved from full time to part time, I work less. But I probably it's weird to say it because like we can say we're working when we're on our phone posting stories, right? Like there are things that's work. That's work. No, and I'm so, saying like between the the part-time corporate stuff and your social media influencing. Yeah. So you're working less than? All the time. I mean, no, I'm working 24/7. all 24-7, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have someone who just joined my team who's great, who I can kind of release some of the power to, which I struggle with, but it's important to let go a bit. Yeah. But yeah, it's all the time, constant. Can you, can you tell us about what that conversation was like going full-time to part-time? Like in your thought process, how did they respond to it? Just all that. Oh, they were like, don't let the door hit you on the way out. You're not doing anything. (laughs) You're good. We see all your stuff out there. We see you filming 24-7, so I don't know what the hell you're doing at this company. (laughs) Um, No, it was very, yeah, it was like, there were no further questions there. To do that, because this episode also is filled around like building your wealth. To be able to take that leap, you've had to obviously have some financial savvy moves, right? You've had to be smart, I'm sure, with budgeting, even though income's coming in great. What type of things did you do to give yourself the comfort to be able to bet on yourself? I think I, I, I've talked to a lot of like up and coming people who want to be influencers, want to be content creators, and they're, they're chasing that dream. And I always say like, have something consistent that you can fall back on because this can be gone in a second. My Instagram could get hacked. Like I always try to build these contingency plans. So I think for me, it was just a certain level of can I live this lifestyle that I want to live? I was going to ask you this question, actually, like, what is, how much do you think you have to make to live a comfortable lifestyle for you? (laughs) How much do I have to make to live a comfortable lifestyle? Like, are we saying like things start to peel away a little bit? Like to where you, you don't never have to sacrifice on things. Like, like if you want to fly first everywhere, I don't know what your kind of lifestyle is, but 
Yeah, I never was a first-class flyer until I met Caitlin. And then once you get sucked into first-class flying, there's <laughs> yeah, no going, going back. back. And I'm a big Delta guy. I'm all in on Delta. So I already got the diamond status for next year, which is important. Like yes. I'm like, I got to get that. I'm just because I only go all in with them. So even if I buy like Main or Comfort Plus, I'll get the upgrade. I would say I would really want to make a minimum of a half a million bucks a year. Mm-hmm. Financially, I'm in a position right now where... I've been very smart with my spending. I could not work for a little while and be okay. Are you frugal? So, very frugal. Okay. Yeah. Very I don't frugal. have that. I spend so much. Where, what do you spend? What's like your biggest area that you spend? Probably like di- like nice dinners and flight. Like I just, I don't want to compromise ever. Like I'll, I get, I'll buy, like I'll see a dress that I like and I'm like, okay, I did a brand deal. I can do that. Yeah. And I think that mindset comes from I was working two jobs. So I was like, anything I made from influencing was additional, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, this is just fun spending money, which is a horrible way to look at it. Like maybe say for, I don't know, retirement. Like, yeah. It's yeah, horrible. Like- <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> Come on. it's just like, you get so excited by a brand deal and you're just like, okay, I guess what should I buy? What's interesting though, is some of that stuff could be like as an advisor, some of that stuff could actually be an investment in yourself and mm-hmm. i'm sure if you talk to a cpa some of it you could write off oh totally right because yeah. like if you are getting the right clothes for the right events and stuff that's all right off which is interesting but i am like super frugal with anything and i don't look at it like that so i had caitlin and i went to tulum and we went with a group of people and everything they did was like tier one tier one retail pricing no wheel and no dealing like the best of the best mm-hmm. and i was I'm like, I, this is not how I roll. Like, I want to be able to negotiate. I want to pre-plan. How are we getting packaged? Are we working with the right travel agent? Are we nego- like, I'm like, yeah. no, what are we doing? Could we do some posts? Like, that's how I am. Totally. They were all like, and even Caitlin's like, no. Just, so this trip was like 20 grand. Totally. And I was, I was like, this is stupid. Are you we like paralyzed have- with anxiety the whole yeah, time? Yeah, <laughs> like, this is dumb. We could, I literally, it like kind of like at points where my trip, like Jason, is more of a selfish, you're like, relax, just enjoy it. But we could have done the same exact things for I think one third the cost. Mm-hmm. But one of the people said like, yeah, but you could just, you guys just do do a story, do a post and you're good. And I'm like, you cannot look at it like that. Like mm-hmm. if I think if if anybody in any profession is like, oh, well, I made it this year. Like this, especially with the sustainability of this. Yeah. You think like, why do pro athletes, NFL, NBA, NHL, why are their bankruptcy rates so high? Because they're spending as if what they're making that year is what they're going to make for the next 40 years. Totally. So I'm extremely frugal with it. But, I think that's smart. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. All right. I want to ask you this, though. I think that's a really good tip for building your wealth. Forbes 30 under 30. How does that work? Like when, when you get named to this list, mm-hmm. is it something you have to apply for? Do you have to go through an interview process? Did you know it was coming? How does this stuff work? Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff out there that's like, oh, you pay for this. Yes, you do I've whatever. I don't, If I totally would pay for it if I could. I don't know how to do <laughs> Who do I pay? Where do I write the check? Like, I don't know. But they say, so you do apply. You, okay. you can you can self-nominate or if you're, normally if you're in like the finance category, your company will nominate. Like they'll have one spot, like Blackstone, BlackRock have one spot each, whatever. So you can get nominated yourself. I self-nominate in 2021 of course well i was just gonna ask if you, you want that. something go for it when do you nominate though so i did it in 2021 because i'm like aggressive i think i was 23 years old <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i want it like i'm excited this has been my goal this i'm when i was little i'm like i want to be on this list like did I'm you really psycho. totally i've we always had, been this way so we had danielle bernstein on and she's from new york city 
She built We Were What. And she said the same thing. At like 18, 19, Forbes 30 under 30 was under and on her radar. I'm like, what? Totally. Maybe it's like a growing up in Buffalo. Like, you don't even, like, that's not even in a picture, like a world that you would ever process. Oh, yeah. So this has always been on your radar. I'm like Silicon Valley born and raised. I'm always like in, into this kind of world and it's exciting to so me. Like when you're in high school, your friends and stuff are talking about like, who's Forbes oh, 30 under 30? Oh, we read the 30? list. We see. What? Yeah. Totally. It's crazy. I know. It's so wild how where you come has such an impact on your growth such and the an speed at which you grow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you so always wanted to do it. Self-nominated 2021. Didn't get it. Yes. Sorry to interrupt, but when you nominate, what's that like? Pro- like, how many pages is it? What do you have to put in there? Is it a tough application? There's like a basic application. You do a basic write-up. They, I don't know. They this year did a creator list where they. Do you see that list they posted where yes. you made X million, whatever? I also applied for that. You give your income information to you that. You gave your income to them? Yes. And you won't talk won't about it, it here. I won't give it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll just see it in Forbes. Forbes just dropped my last name like that. Like, they can do wow. whatever they want with me. I'm going to Google um, it right now. Yeah. No, well, I wasn't on the list. I wasn't on that list. So <laughs> I didn't make pre- that. So, that, But then I'm starting to just like work my way into the Forbes ecosystem, right? But then they said it in 2021. No, you didn't get the list. Obviously, whatever. I didn't hear from them until I woke up this year on the list, saw my name. My friend actually told me I was on the list. She's like, congrats, bestie. We're both on it. You didn't know? I didn't know. Who's the friend that's on it too? Tori Dunlap, my, her first 100K. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, yeah. she's, she's great. Yeah. I didn't know she, okay. So How we're old both is on Tori? This. Tori's 27, 28. Interesting. Yeah. That's great. So I woke up and was on the list. I was so shocked. They didn't even include things like Paycom. I had this massive like TV deal and like other brand partners and I started a company. And so it was like my, clearly my 2021 write-up. That was... That but, was posted. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I wish I could have said more, but whatever. It was, I was still so thrilled and excited. That's and didn't expect it at all. No. Oh my god. It's totally shocked. And no indication. Like no one from there reached out and like, hey, can you verify this or anything? Like I didn't. Twenty twenty one. You submit an application. Two years later, you wake up and find out your Forbes three hundred thirty. Yeah, my friend who worked at Blackstone got it through her company and woke up and was like surprised she got it too. Like they just, I think they like that surprise element. Yeah. Now, knowing that you got that, obviously it's big for your resume. What do you do? Like, what's the next play? Is that is that a launch pad? Do you increase your rates? Do you start trying to? make a move towards like a CMO role because it's under your belt. Like, do you use this in a certain way? Or are you just like, eh, it's a little momentum. Let's keep it going. Yeah. I don't know. I think I just, I'm so excited and I just want to use it to motivate for the next thing. I don't think it changes like rates or anything like that. It's more just an exciting thing to have your name out there and grow the brand. Hopefully. Yeah. It'll just, I, I'm like so excited. I'm like, should I just retire? Like I made it. Like we're done. I don't know. <laughs> 500 bucks on Glam. It's so over. Happy, yeah. Wow. Interesting. Okay. You said something about Paycom. You had a pay, TV Paycom deal? Yes. So I did commercials this year. You're a commercial actor now. I was what? on this Paycom tried to bring TikTok to TV. And okay. so we did like a like 20 spots. When's that commercial air? Film. It's, it's airing. It aired on like Thanksgiving football. Like it was all, all my friends are texting me. It's crazy. So I am in, I think they're, they have like five commercials live now. And hopefully we're going to do more in the future. But that was exciting to just try something new. I also tried acting in like a show that Corbett Bro Ross wrote. Yeah. So just trying to do it all. It's crazy when you have like a following that people trust you to do this. Like I'm a terrible actress. Like that is not, <laughs> I shouldn't be doing that. But. I love it. Forbes 30 under 30. Guys, we're going to go over the application in the recap. And then we're also going to watch Corporate Natalie's acting skills. And David and I, the Curious Canadian, we're going to do a breakdown of what we think. We're going to give you a one through 10 review. What do you okay. say? Okay. Please do. <laughs> all right. How does uh, getting paid for acting or a commercial compared to getting paid for social media? Are rates similar? Is it less? What's that business like? 
acting, you do not get anything. I'm not in SAG. And okay. I think yeah. um, I did this. We did just kind of like it was my friend wrote this and yeah. I, I was happy to do it. For I did not get paid for that. Unless you're like a super top actor. I don't think you get paid a lot to act. That's my kind of take on Your it. Take I don't know if it. you have yeah. a different take. Nope, I agree with that. And then commercials, I think because I was coming in as corporate Natalie and they were using parts of my brand, like they used a Bruce character, they used things, and they also wanted me to post on my own social media, I was able to negotiate a bit higher for that deal. So while it was on TV, I was still corporate Natalie and kind of took that same paid partnership route. Very cool. How do you feel that your name's been exposed now? Are you like Googling me right <laughs> yeah, now yeah, while yeah. we're well, sitting here? Yeah, I just did that. <laughs> Um, here we are. How do you feel about that? I feel okay. I I don't mean to, like, I don't want to be, so it's not like I'm this, like, super private person or anything. I just do that because my family, like, my, if I ever want to step away, like, I think whenever I speak about corporate Natalie, it's not like, this is what I want to do forever. I love this. I want to be in the spotlight. I think I just have that privacy because I want to be able to step away at some point if I can. Mm -hmm. And so, for, to me, my last name was something that was, like, I have that and that's mine. Now it's, now it's everyone's, but... Gotcha. I don't know why. I don't know why that's I love the thing that. for me. There it is. It's out there. <laughs> I know squeezing numbers out of you is close to impossible, but you and I did a Dell deal together. We did. That was the first time ever we, we did a deal together. Evan, did you negotiate that or did Megan negotiate that? No. Evan did. For Jason, though, I negotiated my own. Oh, yeah. You negotiated your own. Yeah. But Megan's, Megan's brought some deals to corporate Natalie, right? Yeah. yeah, Evan, not so much. He's got to step his game up. No. That yeah. was that was fun doing that deal together though. That was. Yeah. If I had if there was like someone said right now, you're gonna there's gonna be twenty five thousand dollars on the table. Jason, if you get this question right, who got paid more for the deal? Corporate Natalie or you? I would say for sure. Corporate Natalie. <laughs> So I will, I don't, I'll go through the contract. And when I go through the contract, if I'm allowed to disclose how much I made on that deal, I'll tell you guys in the recap. So more to come. That's Make sure perfect. you hold me to that. I want Evan to talk about me on this podcast because I've apologized to Evan so many times for being such a hard ass with rates and stuff. Come so on. He- come on. Come here. This is Evan Sar. He is the co-founder, 50% equity of Rewired Talent Management with myself. He's sitting in the room. What do you think about that? Do you think she's a hard with her rates? You know, I respect close. close. I, re- I respect the fact that that corporate Natalie is a harder with the rates because Why? we need we need more people in this industry that can own their brand like that and that can negotiate to the level that corporate Natalie does. And I respect the fuck out of it because it makes. Now I'm calling Megan the other agent. So it's <laughs> it's so the problem is it's for what you're saying while this is calling is that when people aren't negotiating the rates, the companies are getting a huge advantage as they're getting a, hello. Hi, happy Friday. Happy Friday. Wow. What? I mean, that's why she's the best agent ever. She <laughs> answers the phone like that. Oh, yeah. Megan, she, you're the great. best. And you are live on Trading Secrets. Oh, God. Okay. I got corporate Natalie in front of me. Megan. Hi, Natalie. Hi. I wanted to, uh, I always call, Evan called me to check in the other day and I, I was like, Evan, let's just, I want to start by saying, I apologize for being such a hard ass with the rates. They'll present me with oh these gosh. amazing deals and I'm like, no, sorry, I can't do it. She says no because and no and I just no. say no. But the reason, well, <laughs> I like working with Rewired because it's non-exclusive. So it's not like I have to do every deal through you. So I have my own deals that I'm doing and then some deals I do with you all. But yes, I am a bit of a hard-o with rates. 100%. We'll talk more about the non-exclusivity if you're confused by it. But Megan, what's your response to that? I respect it. And that's my favorite thing about working with you is that you know your worth and you don't take 
anything less than that. Wow. That Megan, thank you wild. so much. We'll send audio messages back and forth. And I'm like, Megan, this is a joke. Why are you <laughs> please, like, like, I'll just like say like, what, what do you, I'm, no, I'm not doing this. That's an 18 deliverable. No, we're not doing that. And you'll respond so sweetly. Natalie, I totally get that. And I respect that. I'm like, <laughs> how are you so calm with me? I'm being so annoying. <laughs> well, she could deal with it. If she could deal with Evan and I, she could definitely deal with you. Oh my God. Okay. Let me ask oh, you yeah, this. Megan, give a negotiation tip here. So you got to go back to the brand. Corporate Natalie comes to you and says, nope, I need double that. What are you doing? What's your strategy to get that number up? I usually take it a step further and talk to the brand about more than what they can know about Natalie by just looking at her social media. So the things that she has coming up, the things that truly bring value to the brand besides just what you can see from the surface. Of course, you can learn a lot about her just from following her, but there are things that we know that she has coming up that she knows that she has coming up other things like in the back end that she just truly brings value to these brands. So that's usually what I'll bring up in the negotiation phase to try to get it to the next level. Wow. That's wow. Brilliant. That's awesome. That's who's working for you behind and, the scenes. Yeah. Wow. And for you, Jason, they're just like, all right, we totally get it. You'll, you'll pass. Yeah, that's the, fine. No, they're we just have nothing like, else to say about yeah, Jason. They're like, um, yeah. no, we'll just pass. And I'm sure, <laughs> Megan, you tell them, you you make sure that you do not tell them that she paid for Forbes 30 under 30, right? <laughs> you say Never. like, so she got Forbes 30 under 30, but she don't mention that she paid 25 grand to get that designation. <laughs> that would never come up. Okay, good. Make sure. All right, Mike, thank you for jumping on Trading Secrets. Oh my God. Oh, anytime. All right. What an honor. We'll talk soon. Happy Friday. Consistency there though. That's pretty good. We'll talk more in the recap about Rewired Talent Management. That was freaking awesome. All right. I said I'd give you some time to drill me with some questions. Let me go through this list. Did I get everything I need from Corporate Natalie? Do you need more from me? I what do you? Should we, we do another got, Dell deal? Oh, let me ask you. I would love to do another <laughs> Dell deal. Yeah, it's amazing. I want to ask you this. Do you have like an income goal? Do you like have like, I want to make 10 million by 20, I don't know, 25? I'd like to retire at 40. You want to retire at 40? Do you so, know how much? I got a, a actually a CMO of Alani Nutrition sent me a text today. And it's about, he said, have you done this? And it's a link that will tell you precisely what you'll need. Let's see if I can get it. Yeah. Here's how much money you'll actually need to retire at 55. And I said, no, I haven't done it. And so have you done anything like that to know what you would need to retire by 40? No, but I have a team of financial advisors. I, I don't know as much as you do about saving and any of this investing stuff. So I do outsource that because it's not a core competency to me. So I have a team that helps me sort of figure out the best savings plans and stuff. I think for me at 25, it's hard. Like we're talking about cash balance plans and saving for retirement. It's hard for me to think about saving to, for when I'm 65, when I'm, I have so many steps in my life to go through wedding, kids, kids, college, all this stuff that will happen before that time. So yeah, it's hard for me to, which I'm sure you have a bunch of tips on retirement saving, but yeah. it's hard for me to do more and put into that bucket. I think the problem with retirement saving is like, if you really want to give good advice, you have to be very technical. Like mm-hmm. you'd have to like really go through it. What I love about the article he sent this morning, Matt, you're the man. If you guys don't know Alani Nutrition, check it out. Also the same company owns Alani Nutrition has ownership in Prime, which is Logan yeah. or Logan Paul's drink, which is blown up. And they also have ownership in Story Athletic, which is like competitor to Lululemon, which is awesome. So a little shout to them. But he sent me this article. Figure out how much money you need to save retire by 55. They suggest using the common rule of thumb. Take your current salary, multiply it times 10. Keep in mind that's just the jumping point. So if you earn 80000 per year, the formula states you'll need to have access to about 800000 to retire at 55. That's only the number of 55. And they said you'd need enough savings 
saved for 20 years or more. So using the formula I just shared, that means you will be living on $40,000 per year or half of the salary you're accustomed to for over 20 years. Because obviously what they say is your spending won't be as high when Mm -hmm. you get older. So that's a basic rule right there. If you want to retire by 55, multiply your salary times eight. Something tells me if we multiply by 10, something tells me if we multiply that salary times 10 of corporate Natalie, are we there yet in savings? Because that sounds like a lot. Well, you know, what's weird is I find it so hard to do these projections and stuff in this space as content creation influencing, like Mm -hmm. something so drastic could happen. I could get one deal that changes my life forever, or I could get canceled and ruin my life forever. And all this projections are for nothing. So it's really hard for me. And they'll ask like, how much do you think you're gonna make next year? I have no idea. Evan, how much are we going to make next year? I don't know. Right. Like we should, who's going to want to work with corporate Natalie? Like I find all this planning and numbers and stuff so hard for this space because there's no traditional salary. There's no... You know, do you, mm-hmm. fi- do you find that? Oh, 100%. Because yeah. I feel like you like to quantify things. 100%. And for me, like, that's very hard to do. D- that's why I'm so frugal is because, like, understanding what you're going to make. The pre- like, I have I have a few things I know for sure are coming in next year that have to do with influencing stuff. Other than that, there's a huge question mark. Like, mm-hmm. what will it look like? And it can go away any second. And this is the tough part, too, is when you leave your job to go online and showcase all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You you have to be very vulnerable and you're showing a side of yourself that employers might not like. Totally. Right? They might not want you back. So the risk of taking this shot and then it not working out or drying back. up and you yeah. got to go back and it's tough to go get rehired. I think about like if I want to go get rehired in corporate, I have a whole fucking book out there yeah. about all the issues I had with corporate. Oh, you so do? Like, yeah. yeah. Hi, look at my video journal. Yeah, you're like, every video <laughs> I put is day. like, this sucks in a funny way. So, yeah, I mean, that's a big one. But I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to give you some time to drill me. What do you got for me, corporate okay. Natalie? Okay. Let's see. So I have a bunch of questions. I kind of don't. Well, actually, one that is in line with sort of the, the questions that we're going to talk to, but heading into recession kind of next year? Do you think influencer budgets are going to get cut? Do you think this price discrimination of these are my rates and this is what it is, is going to go away? What what are your, what are your thoughts heading into next year and beyond? Okay. So I think CPM, like what people are trying to make impressions and they're trying to get big volume of eyeballs. I don't think there's anything cheaper than influencing for the efficiency of it. Right. I think if you look at like we, we pulled up the rates the other day, Super Bowl commercial in 2022, 30 seconds is $6.5 million. The brands that have that type of business where they have those type of budgets, where they're looking for impressions, they aren't going anywhere. I think the small startup brands that you've seen like Vanity Planet or like some of these, like they're more in like the seed stage, smaller. They have gotten much more efficient with dropping dropping rates. So I think you're going to see less opportunities, but I think the opportunities that come are going to be from larger companies with bigger, bigger dollar amounts. And I know because we talked to brands and agents, we have a couple agency meetings today. You do this perfectly. All they're looking for right now is video quality, pre-production value, and video content. It's video, video, video. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to change. I think micro-influencers are going to have a bigger role. And I think... Um, the business is just getting smarter. They're getting yeah. more efficient with how they spend. But that doesn't mean because they're more efficient with how they spend, it's going to impact you. And in fact, I think it will benefit you because there's so many people out there, but there's only so few that do it well. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think standardization of any kind in this industry scares me because it's like you're able to tell your story and corporate Natalie is a B2B influencer and all this stuff. It's like, what if they're just like, no, well, your rate is this because of 
your engagement and your strict analytics. Like the story doesn't count anymore. Do you think yeah. that'll ever happen? Hundred no? yeah. percent. Okay. This will get a, this will get much more efficient because right now yeah. it's the wild wild west. This the influencer world right now still to this day, in my opinion, is like used car sales back in the eighties. Totally. Like there was no. What was it? Kelly Blue Book. There's no way to no. benchmark and no one has any idea. And Completely. two people with the same analytics and the same engagement and same content could have two wildly different offers. I know people it's with millions crazy. of followers who are like couch surfing. It's like, crazy. It's crazy. I, so we had Dr. Pimple Popperon who's been extremely successful with like everything she's done. Oh yeah. So I don't think she's even like really thought too hard about tapping into brand content. Mm-hmm. Like at one point she's making six figures a month just from YouTube from them running the ads and not filming anything. Right? Yeah. yeah. So she was just like, I was like, if I came to you with a $200,000 deal for TikTok, and she has 17 million followers, over 30 million followers total, 17 million on TikTok, I go, would you take that? She goes, oh yeah, that's well above my rate. Like, I don't I don't really do brand deals. Think about how much money she's leaving on the table not doing that stuff. So much. So yeah it's, yeah, it's really how you manage the business. Do you have a rate for event appearances? It depends. It depends what it is. So like, uh, if I'm like speaking, like recently just spoke at Douglas Elliman, mm-hmm. that's going to be a different rate than if I'm doing, it just depends the context yeah. of, of it. Yeah, of course, you when you're speaking, saying? you're like offering as like a service. I'm yeah. saying more like to go to the Revolve event last night. Would you uh, want to be paid for that? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was not paid to go to Revolve. I basically, I lost money there. You, you, sh- you could have got, so what you, I think what you could have done there is you could have worked in a deal where you would do some posting. I had to post. I posted. You had to post to go to the event? Yes. And they didn't pay you? No. I'm such a revolved What sim. are you doing? I'll do anything for revolved. This is where you call us now. <laughs> well, well at, okay, at the very least, worst case scenario, you're posting and showing up for the event, you should get a X amount of dollar credit for revolve stuff. Yeah. Well, they without credit even, monthly just like being on their ambassador program, but like, no, cares? but you should get like five, 10 K. Yeah. They also, the, the tough thing with revolve is I just know this and working with them. They're smart with how they spend. Cause they know Very they can smart. be, yeah. right. They know they can be. And my last revolve event was Justin Bieber and Drake. I'm like, like this close, yeah. like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll pay to go. Like I'll yeah. literally pay to go to that. But let's say this, like speaking event, cause I don't want to, mm-hmm. I want to, you know, you're calling me out here. So I want to be on the seat speaking event. I'm going to want at least 10 K. Yeah. If I'm speaking, like that would be a starting point. Of course. If it was something like just showing up somewhere, probably start like, but there was, I don't know, there's always an angle if you're showing up. So probably start at like three, five. Mm-hmm. And if it's, if it's just like, like, you know, like yesterday, went to LA Rams game, we're on the field and they're sweet. Like they're the best, took good care of us. It's just like an equal, they gave us tickets and, you know, they of didn't course. say you have to post anything, but like, you know. Happy like, to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. My dad was asking me this morning actually all about this. He's like, can you tell me like, why do they, explain to me why the Rams do that? And I had to like mm-hmm. break down. Well, if they get the tag, they're getting certain impressions. So uh, is one of my biggest a, partners. So yeah. that I get to go to like all the Rams games, which is yeah, awesome. Yeah. Sunken and like, I'm happy tickets. to go. Yeah. yeah I'm fucking want to go of course and then you meet other people that are there that can help your business etc okay okay do you have a pr firm or do you pay for pr i don't i've never paid for pr oh that's a lie i have paid for pr with my book the book deal i uh for the first time ever i paid for pr i got a very business focused pr group it was 7k a month the publishing company helped a little bit but most of it came out of my pocket we did it was it i did two months with them right two months and then ended after two months because i just didn't see the return on it. And then the next month we worked with Juliana, I'm blanking on her last name. The next month we worked with Juliana Martin and paid her less than that amount. And she did, in my opinion, in a few weeks, more than they did in like two months. Mm -hmm. And it was all for book press. And for my second book, I will absolutely not get PR. I just don't see the value in it. I don't see the value in it. Interesting. Okay. Where we've had like people like, 
we've had really good guests on the show and almost in, in their bigger, much bigger social media followings, much bigger success. And they're all with PR firms and oh, they're absolutely. all paying a ton of money. Like 10K a month. Yeah. And yeah. I think where, where, where that, the thought process of them doing that is there, like I look at their schedules and it's absolutely insane. Like, yeah. so they, I can't do no, glam every night. Like I just, I don't even want that. Like, I yeah. don't want to go to all these, like people's choice, whatever. I see these things. I'm like, oh, I would have liked to be there, but I, do I, I don't know. That sounds exhausting. Yeah. Like, I don't think you really see a huge lift from it. It's my opinion, but also you got to be out there and you never know. Yeah. So it's, it's, everyone's got a different take on it. Interesting. Okay. Do you think writing a book is something for you to kind of say I'm an author and I did that and it's a feather in your cap or do you think it's is it a money maker is it more so kind of for just something that you wanted to do your whole life it, it, like is it lucrative would you recommend to people to write a book it's only it's only lucrative if you really have a killer 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 advance because mm-hmm. it's very tough i mean they're they're smart with their advance so if they give you a six figure advance it's going to be tough to make that up in sales. So how it works mm-hmm. is you get the advance and then the profit for each book. So if sell, let's say the book sells for 20 bucks, the profit, let's say, is only two bucks a book. So you have to make up the 100K in $2 for every book you sell. Once they get their 100K back, then you only get a small portion of the profit after that. So making okay. more than the advance is very difficult. So I would say it's much more of a ego marketing play mm-hmm. than it is you're gonna make you're gonna get rich off it you know my i have a two book deal and it's a six figure deal i'm gonna just say say it's around 200k for the advance sure. so you know i mean that's great yeah. it's like so exciting to you say get, you wrote you a book paid like, to yeah, write a get, book and absolutely. it's in the book and the first one hit a bunch of bestseller lists so that's cool good and yeah it's it's a good it's but you got to really want to do it because it's a pain in the ass that's what i've heard, I've heard my mixed reviews. Book and it's yeah. it is i'm not enjoying it I enjoy the product. It seems of like it, a job. But I yeah. don't enjoy writing it. Interesting. Yeah. Good to know. Okay. <laughs> Can I ask one that you probably won't answer? You've already put me here <laughs> drilling me. What else you got? Will you and Caitlin be signing a prenup? Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> 100%. I like, uh, we, had a, we had an attorney come on and she, t- a divorce attorney. And yeah. what she said was, and I loved how she said this, she said, Everyone out there has a prenup. You already have one. It all exists. It's just your state laws. So do you want to take the state laws and modify them to what you two think makes sense? 100%. Totally. Uh, she has tons of businesses she has to protect. That is that I have to protect. Like 100%. I think a prenup makes perfect sense. Love that. Evan and I are business partners. We have a prenup. We have a whole entire agreement that lists exactly what happens, what you have to do, and how you have to do it. And if he dies, what happens? If I die, what? Like you have to plan for these things. So why would you do it with a business partner, but not someone that you're in a you're going to have a life relationship where there's a lot of assets tied? Love that. I don't see any reason why anyone would not have one. I love that. I completely yeah. agree. And, and it, prenup also has this like very dirty word, I think. But the thing is, is you can make it whatever you want it to be. Yeah. It's at the end of the day, just a contract. Mm -hmm. So you could customize it any way. Totally. Uh, Yeah. I think it does have a weird stigma. It's like, who who cares? Like, whatever. Would you have a prenup? Yes. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. I think non negotiable. I just think everyone should. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. see any reason. I just why. like I've like broken up with enough people, and like I don't know, people things like, well, don't work it's out. Bad juju, blah, blah, blah. but like, what do you mean? It's no. just like you're just. I'd rather planning. have it, and then there's no like weird motive for insurance? being together. Right? Yeah. Do you have health insurance? Yeah, yeah. I'm healthy. Course. Knock on wood, but maybe tomorrow I'm not healthy. Like, of course. Why? Like, I don't understand why you wouldn't put a protection in place for the benefit of both. 
parties. I completely agree. Um, so that's what I'm usually like pretty with opinions. I'm like, I'm willing to hear someone on something and see if they disagree. I just don't see a side that would make sense for that. I agree. Okay. I love that. What Great else answer. you got for me? Can I ask someone to ask you? <laughs> no. He's not going to answer it. What is it? Who makes more, you or Caitlin? Oh, I'll answer that for sure. Caitlin. See, I knew you'd answer that. Yeah. Evan's like, he's not going to answer that. Yeah. I'm like, a real man would answer. Fuck yeah. And say that. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Well, Love that. Love yeah. that. Great answer. Okay. Do you have any, do you have a secret for me? A trading secret? Yeah. You didn't even ask me about this. You didn't even give me a heads up. Well, I don't know. It's it's your entire show. You've done like 10 episodes in the last 24 hours. That's give true. Me a secret. I can't even think right now. All right, I'll give you a tr- I'll give you a secret if you give me a secret. Okay. Okay. It's January right now. Stop. Like this year, I want everyone to really, really focus on stop spending like an asshole. Just stop spending everything you're doing, that's corporate not a, Natalie. That's not a secret. This is what that's I want advice. you to do. Okay. Oh, that's good. Wow. Can you give me? You want to co-host this with me? Give a little, like, give a little tea or something. Give some, oh, give something a little. That's what, right? Okay. What's, well, let's, what's the definition of a secret? This also is build your wealth. So that's that's a good little piece of advice. But okay. Trading secrets that's are fine. advice. Tell to me those to stop spending. Okay. okay. Give me advice. But we'll also give. I'll do. I'll do two. I'll, I'll give advice and I'll give a trading secret. Okay. Okay. Advice. The advice would be. Stop spending like an asshole. Got it. <laughs> the price of everything has gotten out of control. Companies are clearly taking advantage of that. Obviously, there are supply and demand issues. There's inflation issues. We're gonna. I think we'll keep seeing inflation because you have unemployment that's not moving when the cost of capital is growing exponentially. And at the end of the day, is when you go to a restaurant, when you go to the grocery store, it's going to continue to go up. And if you are not a smart consumer right now, you're going to get buried. Mm-hmm. If you thought credit card debt was bad before at like 19, 20%, when interest was at zero, you have 30 year mortgages that are at like 7%. So now credit card debt percentages are going to be like 30, 40%. You get yourself stuck in credit card debt right now that's rolling because of these costs, it's going to be impossible to get out. So that's my advice going into the year stop spending like an ass. The <laughs> trading secret I'm going to give, what realm do you think I should give it? Do you, want to, you can give any, you can give tea, you can give bachelor tea, you can give. A secret oh. about how influencers monetize. Okay, let's go into... Who do you think is the top earner from the Bachelor franchise? Top earner is definitely probably... It's definitely a female. I can tell you that much. <laughs> okay, let's go into... Tra- let's go, because I, I usually like trading secret when people talk about like their income and their the money that they have coming in. Trading secret, let's go for this. My goal this year is to break $2 million of net income. Love that. So, Before so taxes or after? After tax. So like after everything, after all expenses, two million bucks. That's what I want to do for 2023. For the agency, I want to gross. You okay with that shit? If I share what projection wise, I want to make sure I want to gross seven million this year. Love that. Agency. Obviously, there's a lot of costs and things that go into that. So that's definitely not net income. But personally, I want to break two million, and I'll let you know in December 2023 if I do. Love that. Yeah. 100. percent Yep. Can you give me one? What's like a round? What do you want to say? How much what's, you what's, your, what's your goal this year to make? What is it like when you look at a brand deal? I want to close a brand deal of at least 200 grand. I want to land a TV show. I want to start a podcast and monetize it. I want to save. I want to have at least 250K in cash in my checking account. I want to, I don't know. I'm just like, okay, well, this is, I want to get pre approved to buy a house. Oh, I love that. Which would be, I would like to own a house in the next two years. Okay, we've had a lot of real estate people on. Last question I got for you, price point of house. What are you thinking? What are you hoping? So I live in San Francisco. I would love to buy a mansion in Nashville. That sounds amazing. For like a three bedroom, it's like three, five. Okay. It's, or higher. So I would like to be pre-approved to buy like a $3 million 
Last question. Oh. What percent are you going to put down? That depends. What I do you want to put? I'd want to put down more. I'd like want to put five, two, three, 20, 40, 30. What do you think? Percentage? Yeah. I mean, tw- what is 20 is what you're usually 20% to put down. avoids PMI, but you can go less than that these days. I'd want to put down more than that. Like more than 20. 30%. Wow. Okay. That's almost a million in cash. There you go. We're trading all kinds of secrets <laughs> here. We're getting kicked out of the studio. Corporate Natalie, thank you so much for being on. Congratulations on Forbes 30 under 30. All the success you're having, you're killing it. And thanks for coming in after a huge, massive revolve party. <laughs> thank you for having me on. This is great. Corporate Natalie, go follow her on all social media handles. Doesn't look like she needs the help, but if she does oh, and stop. you don't follow her, go follow her. Corporate Natalie, Instagram and TikTok. Thank you for being on this episode of Trading Secrets. Yay. Thanks First for having me. Part tour. Done. Done. Ding, ding, ding. We are closing in the bell to the Corporate Natalie Part 2 episode. The first time we had her on, she was full-time. Now she's full-time, but not in her corporate job, in her content creation, and the word she hates, influencing job, but clearly she's killing it. Forbes 30 under 30. That's a wrap with her. She even put me in the hot seat just like you did, David two weeks ago with the Jason Tells All episode. So I am sure you got a lot of thoughts. I'm sure you got a lot to say. By the way, I'll put it out there. She can take it if you got a little negative feedback. So don't hold back. Curious Canadian, what do you got? No, she was great. First off, Happy New Year. Uh, 2023, big things on the horizon. The fact it's 23 is nauseating right now. So I just want to say Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to our Trading Secrets fans out there. As you said, a repeat customer <laughs> at the start of the episode. Um, I got a question before I get into Corp and Natalie. Do you foresee us having more repeat guests in the future? Is that something that you want or do you something that you just see kind of being a one-time thing? I think if there's like a big change within their professional life or there's something that makes sense to have them back that we talked about, that would be great. If there was great content in chemistry in the in the conversation, that would be it. And then the last one I would say is if it was a really, you know, well-received, strong, downloaded episode with Corporate Natalie, it's all three. She had a huge change in her career. She got Forbes 30 under 30. I think we have really good chemistry in just like banter, like in, in, in corporate jargon stuff, like both come from nine to five corporate worlds. Now both stuck in this, not stuck, but choose to be in this crazy content creation world. So check that box. And then she was our top six episodes. I think she tied for number five downloads of 2022. So hit all three check boxes there. Yeah, I mean, she it plays for sure. I, I don't want to pump her tires too much, but I, I love being the recap guy, the voice of the viewer. I could see there being in the future, if you brought her in for like a little corporate segment on some of the episodes, she would fit. Your guys' chemistry was great. She's a really easy listen um, as well. And I just love the build your wealth theme that you had with her. I thought it was a very good episode for some takeaways and things like that. I'm going to touch on some clarification because I know you kind of chirped or joked about it. She did not pay to be on the Forbes 30 under for 30 list. That is correct, right? Yeah. For clarification, she did not. She put in her application. She self-nominated two years prior and got it, but did not pay at all. Because if you remember what she said, she was like, I'd pay anything to be on that thing. If I knew I I just had to write a check, I'd write it. (laughs) Okay. I wanted to make clear there. And you wanted me to bring up in the recap, the 30 for um, 30 for 30 in my ESPN brain, uh, 30 (laughs) under 30 for Forbes application process in the recap. Um, You said she did it two years out. Is there any more details that you want to shed on that process of getting on there? 
No, one thing I, what I was thinking about in the recap was actually us going through it and oh. Googling like, what is the application look like? So while we're here, let's do that. Are you down for that? I'm down for it. Yeah. I'm always down for it. While he's doing that, I want you to go to the comments. I want you to put in your New Year's resolution. It doesn't have to be financial. It can be personal. It can be emotional. It can be physical. What is it? Put your New Year's resolutions. We're doing all these episodes in January. Better your health, better your wealth. And uh, we want to hear from you. I like that. All right, there you go. Put it in there. I love the theme, David. Yeah, so I'm going through the application now. It's it's forbsforms.typeform.com. It's saying like the first question is, are you nominating yourself? And I said, no. And then the second question is put in the name, last name. So it puts you through this. I can't see the next question okay. until, oh, I can. Are you a thir- Are you under 30? Yeah, it won't let me go to the next question until I submit it. And I can only see one. So I don't know how long it is. So, But if you want to go nominate someone for Forbes 30 under 30 or Forbes 40 under 40 or whatever it is, have at it. I would love to know, and we can guess because that's what we do here, guesstimate. I would love to know how many applications they get for that a year. Thousands. Thousands. You think so? Tens of thousands. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. I just feel like that's something that you just feel like Forbes has like a team of people that go and scour the internet for all these like 30 and like me. Hopefully I'm on the list this year. Hopefully they recognize me. How many? I wouldn't have known unless I listened to this podcast that there's an actual application process that you just proved you can Google Forbes 30 under point. 30 application. I don't know. I just I'm assume take it's it like. Back. I bet you it's not as many as you think. I will say this. I saw some people online like complaining that they didn't get Forbes 30 under 30, 30, and I'm just going to leave it at this. Uh, the, those people that were complaining, I was like, uh, did you think you were going to get that? Like, <laughs> I was like, is that serious? <laughs> well, maybe um, they're just waiting for like the 30 under 30 recruiter to like show up and be like, hey, you've been nominated. I was like, like what? Um, but it, because like, okay, this was social media 30 under 30, but like, mm-hmm. I believe I could be wrong, but like the legit list of like Forbes 30 under 30 and Forbes 40 under 40, I'm not talking in specific areas. I'm talking like the legit list. Mm-hmm. They're all like some of the most like influential humans in the world. Like, you know, ex- like they, you see the name, you're like, oh my God, of course. Like chain smokers. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Kanye West at the time. Not anymore. Right. Got it. Um, or they're like multi-billionaires from like tech acquisition. So that those lists like the Forbes under 40, these Forbes 30 or 30 are like they're insane. They're absolutely it's like next level insane impressive. They're not applying for that though. Ah, that's a good question. That's a because good question. The form, that, the form that you just pulled up is that for the social media influencers or is that just straight up the 30 under 30? I believe there's like segments, like there's venture and startups, culture and society, finance and crypto, tech and innovation, healthcare and bioscience. Like, I think there are a lot of these like small. Are we getting into participation ribbon 30 under 30 lists? I mean, I always thought, (laughs) I always thought there was one 30 under under 30 list. You just ripped off like 20 of them. (laughs) I'm not discrediting you, corporate Natalie. You're on there. Yeah. So there's, it looks like. Forbes 30 under 30 list. Okay. Then there's like the by the numbers. Okay. So there's over 1 billion, the total funding raised by under 30s. By the numbers, 28.2 is the average. Oh, so I think there's 60, over 600 people in Forbes 30 under 30. On various lists. 
Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah, and it looks like over 6,000 people have made the list. Yeah, there's food and drink, there's finance, there's energy, there's education, there's sports, there's social media, there's social impact, there's arts. Okay, I'm very confused. It looks like there's over 600 people that make it. On various lists. Yeah. So that would be some quick math there. There's a lot of lists here. 200 lists. 200 lists of 30 people is 600. 600 yeah. people make up the list. There's got to be like a podcast co-host. Well, no, I'm like, 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 like music, right? You know, there's 30 yeah. people under that, right? Yeah. So there's 30 under that. Marketing advertisement, 30 under that. So now 60. Retail and commerce, 30 under that. Okay, 90. Science. Now we're at 120. Consumer technology. My math we're at 150. Off. Yes. Hollywood and entertainment, 180. <laughs> 20, Games. 20. There's yeah. 20 lists, not 200, David. 210. Yeah. So there's probably like 20 lists. Yeah. That looks 2023 off to a hot start. Um, all right. That's, I mean, that's educational right there. I just learned something live on the recap with Jason and David. Yes. Um, there's 20. There's 20. I just counted them all. 20 yeah. lists, 30 people, 600 people make it. Boom. Yeah, I had, I had 200 times. 30 thinking it was 600 that's 6000 um on to the next um <laughs> but real quick i just want to say like i'm looking at like oh it says something about under 30 alumni like miley cyrus is on here right those are the people i thought when they did like i thought they did a more generalized like it's just the top 30 under mm. 30 and if you see the name it's either someone you know for sure or someone that's done something fucking crazy like you know like mark zuckerberg selling facebook i don't know I always just respect the fact I don't that know. she's like... We just went down a fucking rabbit hole. At the I end like of the that. day, though, I want to come back to this. Extremely impressive when you make the Forbes 30 under 30 list because in the pandemic, you started making funny videos about mm -hmm. like corporate dumb jargon, right? But there's some crazy Hall of Famers in the Forbes 30 under 30, like LeBron James and Miley Cyrus, et cetera. So a crazy list, extremely impressive. But though I think the reason we just went down this rabbit hole, corporate Natalie, if you're listening, I'm not trying to discredit or chirp you. I think it's just the whole idea, like these lists are just fascinating, aren't they? There is no discrediting or chirping her because she would be the first to say like, you know, it was nice to get Evan Sahar, Evan Sahar on the podcast for the first time to hear his voice. Um, this girl owns her brand, as he said. He wishes more people would do it out there. I don't think there's a chirp or a discredit that would get in this girl's way. She knows who she is. She knows her value, and she is absolutely crushing it, which mm -hmm. brings me to the Dell deal that you guys talked about. Um, yep. You kind of were going back and forth, a little chirp each other, who made more, who made more. Uh, Evan negotiated your deal. Mm -hmm. And she negotiated her own. Do you? Can I find out now who made more yes. on the Dell deal? So we talked about what she was paid and what I was paid. Our deals were structured differently. Uh, we can't. I can't say contractually because due to that contract, we're not allowed to say the number. Um, okay. So I can't say a number, and that's only because of contract reasons. So her deal, I could tell you, it was a longer deal with more deliverables. Okay. My deal was shorter with less deliverables. So what you do in those scenarios is you divide the total of what the deal was so that you understand what the retail rate was for each deliverable. Right. I was right. She was paid more. She okay. was paid more. Um, and it was very minimal per, uh, in this situation, right? There might be another situation where it's a million times more or a million times less. This situation, it was about um, 10%, about 10% more per uh, item that had to be posted. Were you two the only two on this deal or was it more, more people on the deal? Well, this was just the deal that we, 
she did and I did. And then there was a deliverable in which I was in her video and a deliverable in which oh. she was in my video. Okay. So that's what, so I'm sure, listen, I'm sure Dell does massive deals all the time, every day. So I'm sure, no, we weren't the only one that was part of it, but it was for the Dell Latitude, their new computer. And I'm obsessed with it. It's awesome. It's really a good computer. Um, now, is she as hardcore as you say she is about her rates? Like, is that... Oh, it's a fact, yeah. Like, she harder knows. than you are? Yes. That's That scares me. Yeah, she's intense. <laughs> yeah, she's really intense with her rates. She will... She's less flexible than I am when it comes to, like, moving on them. Yeah. And I quite frankly think right now she probably has more supply, especially Forbes on 30 and 30, she probably has yeah. more supply of deals coming in, so therefore she can be even that much more bulldog-ish on her rate. Um, are you, have there been some that you, uh, oh, I have my notes, like give me some examples of rates that she's turned down. I don't think you can give me like direct examples of like, oh, this company offered X. And, but have there been some that have left your jaw on the floor with her? Like, I think I mentioned the one deal in our podcast, like how it took, and I brought Megan on. Remember I brought Megan yes, on and you yep, heard her she talk said, about it. Yeah. Yeah. And she said what? She said the exact same thing as Evan said, almost word for word, without even knowing that she that Evan was on and you called her live. The same thing, like and let me tell you, let me tell you, I promise you, back home, neither Evan nor Megan had any inkling that I was calling them or knew anything about that, and they both said the same thing. But let's just say I have seen uh, deals that she almost would say no to if they're. Like, let's say it's like 5,000 bucks off and it's a big deal. I think she might say no to it. It's, it's wild. I mean, good for her though. Look, you, yeah. when you have the track record of success, like stick to your, stick to your bread and butter. Um, one thing that she said that I want to just make sure I put out there um, and you asked me to, to bring it up in the recap. She said she loves working with Rewire Talent Agency because of the non-exclusivity with you guys. And I just want to make sure that, you know, that's clear out there in how you guys kind of work with your clients and in, in, in kind of what non-exclusivity means to your clients and to talent agency. Yeah, there's like an old uh, management term out there saying, you know, you sign someone. And that's not, a, that's not a term we use, right? Because we don't sign people. The reason we don't sign people is because they literally don't touch contract with us. They don't touch contract with us until they get a deal. They have the ability to go work with anybody else they want. Part of the idea of our talent agency is it's for talent run by talent. That's what I want. I still run a talent agency and have other agents that don't work for me or with me bring me deals. And when they give me a deal, I give them my loyalty and I pay them. And that's what I want our people to have. If if I manage you, David, and then let's say uh, Evan doesn't work for me and Evan goes to source you a deal. And imagine I come to you and say, sorry, David, you signed with me. You can't go take Evan's deal. That's bullshit. That's so unfair to you. Don't I agree. take Evan's deal. And then guess what? Even though Evan gave you that deal, I don't want to get paid on it. That's not my deal. I didn't do it for you. So go work with Evan on that deal. Continue to give me your loyalty. Maybe give me what I call is like, it's a term I made up, like first lean position, like the first ability to go pitch you to a deal, but go get other deals. And so part of being non-exclusive is that. Now, one thing we try to do is we ideally, ideally want to like work 
with our talent like very closely. So what we want to do is help with them manage their email address so we can work together on talking about opportunities, negotiate on their behalf. We'll try and work on their calendar. We'll try and work on PR stuff. So we want to get really integrated with them. But at any point they could leave, they're not stuck. They didn't sign with us. They choose to work with us. And the only time their pen hits a contract is when we have an active deal where money is being distributed for a service or post. That's wild. And um, I think it sounds so common sense, but is it rare in the industry to have non-exclusive, non-exclusivity like that? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's very rare, and there's a lot wow. of reasons why. But uh, there's very it's very rare, but it's a reason. It's something I don't want to do. I don't want to be exclusive with anybody. So why would I try and make my talent exclusive with anyone? The other thing is like even if you have these exclusivities, a lot of these contracts are bullshit. That if someone really wants to leave you, it's not the exclusivity that's going to keep them. If they mm-hmm. decide to go to like court and everything else and really pursue it, they could probably get out. And the PR risk of not letting someone get out becomes a massive issue. And like you know. Unless you're talking about like massive, like hundred million dollar Taylor Swift deals, um, <laughs> you can almost get out of most exclusivities when it comes to working with talent. Some exclusivities that are very t- you can't get out of that are very tough is like Dell, right? So if Dell puts an exclusivity in my contract, it's in that contract that I sign when they're paying me, and I can't work with a competitor for ninety days. Those are pretty exclusive. That you, I can't mess with that. But that's different than being managed by an individual. This might be a dumb question, or it might be a great question. I don't know. We'll find out. Who reads your contracts and then who writes your contracts for the talent that you get as clients in the talent agency? That That's not you, is it? We have an attorney that writes, attorney, okay. Tyler Ellis, you know him. I know. He, writes, okay. yes. he writes our contracts for our talent. He r- writes our contract for brands and agencies we work with, two different type of contracts. But Penn's, and, not, Penn's not touching paper unless deals are on the table with an agency or talent. And And... I guess a question off that, do you have Tyler on the payroll or do you pay him per contract that he looks over per deal? How does that work? So a lot of like, like big celebrities have, uh, uh, attorneys that will represent them attorneys they don't pay attorneys a fee like like an hourly fee like most people do attorneys will get five percent of every deal they do of anything they look at they get five percent of the deal so a lot of companies will do things where they give their attorneys equity Uh, what we do is we just pay his hourly rate when we need him involved okay this is maybe something i should have asked in jta but here we are a week later uh how close are you to having a full-time attorney a full-time bookkeeper accountants adding full-time positions under the rewired talent agency umbrella? We have a few full-time positions. We have a Mm full-time operations manager. We have a full-time vice president of business development. And we have a few uh, 1099 agents that work with us. And our goal is to bring on more full-time agents. We have a full-time bookkeeper and accountant that's outsourced. Um, They take care of our filing, filing our 1099, our book work on a monthly basis. And from a legal perspective, we continue to use Tyler. And fortunately, what's good about those contracts, David, is those contracts that we use with talent and that we use with uh, agencies, uh, 98% of the time, once we have the base of the contract completed, we just have to plug, plug and play the brand, the dollar amount, and deliverables. So it's a pretty, you know, it's a unique thing that we don't need Tyler for every deal. It's a pretty well-oiled machine, I think, is the way that uh, I would describe it. Look, I thought it was a great episode. Of course, she might be the uh, first ever third-time 
customer, <laughs> as you said, uh, that we get back on the podcast. You know, she took a page out of my book, uh, grilling you with some questions. So I'm always here to to have you in the hot seat. And I thought some of the answers to that were fascinating. Almost a nice little part two to a JTA, but Corporate Natalie, you're hilarious. Your content is great. And we look forward to seeing you on the next list, 40 under 40. Better your health and build your wealth. That is what the theme of this month will be. Those are two things that both David and I are focusing on. And every episode will have something from one of those two areas. So get ready for next week. It will be another episode of Trading Secrets. One you can't afford to miss. And if you're listening to this, you are now listening to this in 2023. And thank you for being here. If you haven't missed or if you've missed previous episodes in 2022, 2021, check them out. But thank you. The biggest thing I could ask you, if you're listening to Spotify, if you're listening to Apple, please make sure you subscribe and follow along. We will see you next week. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.